here. And that lets you save the look here. True form life. Green look on Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host. Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for joining me on this episode, you guys. I got to tell you, I've got a treat for you <laughs> for this interview. Quick word from our sponsor, MAK Mystic Expressions. This is a Himalayan salt company. Now, a lot of times we're using salt in our homes, in our restaurants, or wherever we're going to eat, and it's white refined salt. That's actually detrimental to our health. Now, at home, we can do different things like adding pink salt, pink Himalayan salt to our diets and improve our, our lifestyle. There's a a lot of minerals and a lot of nutrients we can get from Himalayan salt. You can also do things like take a Himalayan salt bath. I personally use Himalayan salt in my neti pot in the morning. If you don't know what a neti pot is, go to trueformlife.com slash neti pot. And that was just, uh, it's just a way to clear out your nasals. It actually means nasal clearing in the Sanskrit language. And you pour the neti pot a water down one side of your nostril and it goes out and it clears out a lot of mucus and toxins. So it's a great way to clear out your, if you have nasal congestion. But anyways, I use Himalayan salt and there's a lot of different salt products that MAK Mystic Expressions has to offer. Himalayan salt grinders, salt lamps. You can head over to makmystic.com for more details. I've got Sean Stevenson on the line and I've already recorded the interview, but it was uh, it was unreal. It was probably... You know, it was at least one, no disrespect to my other interviewers, but it was at least one of my top three best interviews and um, I guess most influential guests on the show. You're going to hear me <laughs> a little nervous during the interview, especially at the beginning, but Sean's so cool. He's such a breath, a fresh, a breath of fresh air in the industry and he's doing all kinds of crazy things. He's the, he's, he's done a million downloads on iTunes for his own show. I'm going to link that in the show notes. And it's called the Model Health Show, actually. And he's done all kinds of stuff. I, I don't want to talk about this too much. I want to get into the show, but I just want to thank Sean for coming on. He's, he's, he's done so many good things and he's continuing to do so. But today we're going to talk all about sleep. So how to improve your sleep habits. Maybe I talked about prevention a little bit. And he's got all kinds of facts and case studies. And then we go over three tips, three simple, simpler tips that you can do right away to start improving your sleep habits, healing properly, and feeling better throughout the day. So stay right there. We get all that coming up. Uh... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. You heard all about Sean Stevenson in the intro. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Sean. Hey, thank you so much for having me on, Drew. It's our pleasure. I was, uh, I've was i been looking around at, at what you're doing and, and what you got going on, and it looks like you know we have we kind of have a lot in common. We haven't talked about it off air, but uh, I love your story of health and what you're doing for the industry, so thanks for sharing some of your time with us. Hey, it's totally my pleasure. You know, it's become a mission of mine to just really empower and inspire as many people as I can to really to take control of their own health, you know, to be empowered and understanding that you are actually the, the artist, you know, who's actually chipping away and kind of creating your own physical sculpture, you know, but it really takes a, um, a well-rounded approach, you know, with the right nutrition, uh, right exercise, right movement, and right thinking, 
You know, we put all that stuff together, we can really create some amazing things. So um, I'm honored, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so our main topic is going to be sleep. But when you said empowering, how you empower yourself and take control of your own your own health, that's something that I say often. And I'm glad that uh, I have you on the show because a lot of times when I say that, people kind of look at me funny. And I kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you, you, you must deal with that as well. <laughs> Well, it's actually the, the tables have turned now to where I don't, I'm not in the business of convincing anymore, you know, and I've been in this field for about a decade and a half. When people see me, I actually was just out with my daughter the other day and the waitress was literally, she stood there for about two minutes arguing with us that I was, that was, that I was not her dad because I looked too young, you know, and if it wasn't for a few gray hairs, you know, I got coming through my beard right now, uh, people would be hard to tell that I've been in, in this field for 15 years. But at this point, yeah, I'm not in the business of convincing people. And we've created a platform, we've created a community, and, and it's really, and I think what, what's so different about my work is that it's all encompassing and it's very inviting, it's very approachable, because I make it so cool. I make it so cool and fun to be healthy, you know? And I make it so that also people walk away feeling smarter. People walk away that, they, that they've gotten at least just one little nugget that can help them. Whereas, you know, somebody like you and myself, we probably started off, we, we would just kind of, so if, we, if anybody even talks to us about health, we would dump the whole <laughs> just garbage can of health information onto them, you know, and they're just like, oh my God, I cannot, I don't want to talk to this guy anymore. I'm just, you know, it's like drinking from a fire hose, basically, you know, and it's well-intentioned, but it's the delivery, you know, it's the, it's the feeling of rapport. And so, yeah, my whole game is, is different now. And I uh, really just make it more so so that people come to me, you know, and if you're not coming to me and it's one of my great things that I like to say nowadays is like, if I can't build with you, I can't chill with you, <laughs> you know? So if you're coming to me and we, you talking about building things and improving yourself, I'm all for it. But anything other than that, I really just don't even attract that kind of energy anymore. Yeah, that's awesome. I often talk about, I have a few, I have about four different pillars of the things that I teach. And one of them is, well, I probably the main ones environment. So, I like how you say that an environment affects everything that we do, everything we think and everything that we say. So yep. uh, uh, just hearing that from you, that's a, a breath of fresh air. Absolutely, man. We are in, we are on the same page. We could talk about all kinds of different things, I think, but topic reasons in particular, I think sleep is a good one that a lot of people struggle with in their day-to-day -day lives. So we should talk about that. Absolutely. You know, and just to piggyback on what you said, because this encompasses sleep as well, is that, you know, we really are as entities on this planet, we're automatically, we're by default a product of our environment. We absolutely are a product of our environment. And now with that said, because we are a more evolved species, we are also creators of our environment. And that's the part that a lot of us uh, unknowingly kind of give away. Because your environment will inherently create your habits. They will support or, or destroy the habits that you are doing or trying to do. You know, and that's what it's really about is taking control of these things. And our, our sleep habits and rituals are really going to be controlled greatly by our environment. And so what I like to encourage people to do is to basically create a sleep sanctuary, you know. And I'm honored to say at this point we're going on eight months with my book Sleep Smarter being at number one on at least one health bestseller list. And I feel it's part and parcel because, uh, you know, we're making sleep a sexy topic because it's not a sexy topic. It's not like the next new hot exercise program or little Instagram video for, you know, for building your butt 
or for uh, some new fancy diet. You know, those things are sexy and exciting. But sleep is just weird. Like, there's nothing exciting about it, you know. <laughs> but for me, I've made it so that it is. And the people that are in my in my sphere, you know, we've got, I mean, like, these numbers are just crazy. But over 1 million downloads of my show right now. And the people who are a part of that community really understand that, you know, we can actually make this stuff fun. We can make it sexy. You know, like last night, um, this is no joke. I, I don't know if I've ever even said this out loud before, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to make sweet love to this sleep. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, right? And so I'm taking that approach and it's just so good. Like the sleep is so good and I wake up feeling so good. And I've been able to share this message that no, there is no way that you should be waking up tired that's like an oxymoron. Those two things don't even go together. It's just that there are holes in your sleep hygiene. There's holes in your sleep game. And here's why this is so important. Number one, let's talk about something tangible and what, again, makes it attractive for us as a human entity. Number one, there was a powerful study done by um, this particular group in Canada, right? And so I actually documented this in the book. So it's the Canadian Medical Association Journal is where it's actually published. And what they did was they took exercisers and dieters and they put them into two groups. Both groups had the same exact diet and exercise program, but one group was sleep deprived, okay? One group had eight plus hours sleep per night. The other group was sleep deprived with less than six hours of sleep. What they discovered at the end of the study was that the individuals who were sleep deprived, although they were eating the same food, doing the same exercise, lost far less weight and far less body fat, all right? The only difference was the sleep. So it tells us right there that this is a force multiplier. This is a leverage point that a lot of people are missing out on, you know, because and the truth is your body actually changes while you're asleep from all the great nutrition you're taking in, from all the exercise that you're doing. You don't get in shape when you, when you go exercise. You're actually tearing your body down. You know, if I was to take you in and go get a blood panel and a hormone panel done right after we work out, your inflammatory biomarkers would be up, you know, C-reactive protein. Uh, you probably look a little bit, uh, your blood sugar will be high. You might even look a little bit like you, you get into a diabetic range. Your stress hormones are going to be up. It's possible that we can even get you diagnosed with an illness. But there's nothing wrong with you. You just did a good workout. The change really happens while you're asleep. It's called a hormetic stressor. Exercise is a hormetic stressor, something that can be great for you if you do the thing to recover from it. And this is, again, what people are missing out on. They're spending a lot of time in the gym or out there on the streets running beating themselves down, but they find that when they stop doing that activity, even for a couple of weeks, they start to get wildly out of shape. They start gaining fat like crazy. We make it so that it's almost impossible. It's very, very difficult, or better yet, let me say this. We make it so that it's gonna be hard to get out of shape. Like, you're gonna have to try, <laughs> right? You're gonna have to get like a funnel and put it in your mouth and then we like pour gravy into your <laughs> mouth, right? We're gonna have to do that. IVs of like bacon fat. <laughs> In your, in your veins, like that's the kind of stuff that you're gonna have to do to put on weight and, and to get out of shape when you get your sleep dialed in, along with the right nutrition and right exercise, you know? So we're talking about creating a really perfected human unit, you know, the best version of you, and that's not gonna be accomplished without getting that good high quality sleep. Let's take this a step back because I like to always look for, I guess, prevention first. What's the reason that so many people are not sleeping properly? That's a fantastic question. And this is something that speaks to the fact that, you know, common sense isn't very common anymore. And at this point in human history, you know, this is a time where we literally are exposed to an infinite amount of information. 
you know, to the degree that we will never possibly be able to get through even a fraction of a percent of it in one lifetime, in our lifetime. And this is true across the board. You know, when we die, our inboxes are still going to be full. You know, stuff is still going to be coming in at us. There's a great picture of Einstein's desk after, you know, the day that he died, just full of papers and books and all this stuff. It looked like he was working on so many things. The blackboards have filled out. Take what Einstein had going on and multiply that times a billion squared. You know, that's what we have going on today. And so it's really understanding that at this point, you know, it's been maybe about 100 years that the human unit, our, our, our human entity, our DNA has been able to be exposed to continuous daytime. So what does that mean? Well, basically, uh, about 100 years ago, we started to see a, more of a prol- proliferation of use of light. Okay. And so prior to that, when it got dark, when the, when the planet, when the lights went out on the planet, that's it. You got to take shelter. You don't have access to light. You can light a little fire, but that's about it. You know, and we evolved that way for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years prior to that. And it's what our, our DNA and our genes expect of us is that we've got a certain section of daylight and then we've got a certain section of, of night where we take shelter because for us, we're not nocturnal creatures. You know, I challenge you, whoever thinks that you are, to go and go into the um, uh, a jungle in Kenya, for example, at night by yourself and get your food. Right. <laughs> I challenge you to do that. You're not going to be able to do it, you know, because you don't have night vision. You're more likely to end up being food, you know, because we're not really wired up that way. And so it's just one little interesting example. But bottom line is we're very adaptable. Of course, we can. Humans are very um capable of, of overcoming obstacles like that. But the reality is this is just what our genes expect us to do. When it's nighttime, we, t- we take shelter, we take rest. So today we can literally, after the sun goes down, we can manufacture a second daytime. We can go home, cut all the lights on, turn the TV on, YouTube, internet, computer, iPhone, iPad, Kindle. And basically what these are doing, we're stimulating our body to produce more daytime hormones, namely cortisol because of that reflection of light. And our skin has photoreceptors. So basically we're picking up all this light and sending signals to our brain, our endocrine system, our nervous system, that's saying, hey, it's still daytime. And so when that happens, cortisol and melatonin, you've probably heard of melatonin, it's known as the get good sleep hormone, not the sleep hormone, the get good sleep hormone. So when melatonin is up, cortisol is down, okay? And when cortisol is up, melatonin is down. They have an inverse relationship. So if you're stimulating cortisol at night because you've got, you know, your house lit up like it's Las Vegas, unknowingly, (laughs) you're going to be suppressing your melatonin. And so what that's going to translate to is something very simple. This translates to you go to sleep, but you don't get refreshed. You know, you can spend time on the mattress, but you're not getting actually into the deepest, most rejuvenative stages of sleep because your melatonin secretion is not on par. And so this is where the real break in our society has gone, where we've really just kind of been seduced by our technology. And, I'm, and by the way, I'm saying this with an important, important caveat. I have my iPhone right here. I love my iPhone. <laughs> I love it. But we have an understanding. You know, we have a mutually beneficial relationship. It has its place. It doesn't control me. You know, I control it. And that's what I really work on encouraging people to do and giving them strategies for that. And so that when, even when they're on their time, you know, on Facebook and or on Instagram, whatever the case may be, just browse the internet, they actually are getting more from it because they feel better. And they can walk away and actually do something with, with what they just learned or what they just watched. You know, and it's just a much more 
mutually beneficial and long-term relationship that can be created in a symbiosis between us and, and technology. But it's not going to be, it's not going to happen until we become aware of it. The biggest thing that gets me is that so many people have TVs in their room. And then yeah. not only is the TV in the room, but it's always on and then they fall asleep to it. And then we wonder why we have sleep issues. So I think that's just kind of a short example of, of all you're saying is how we're keeping ourselves awake and not getting that restful sleep. Oh man, let me tell you. So, so research indicates that couples, so if you're in a marriage, married relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, couples who have a television in their bedroom have 50% less sex. Wow. I'm just going to let that marinate for a moment. <laughs> all right. So, and some people, I mean, a handful of people, the majority of people who are listening to this, they're going to be like, yeah, you know, I would like to have more sex. It's maybe, well, I never thought about that. And, but there's going to be some people that are like, nah, it's not an issue. We're still getting it on. Uh, they're probably number one earlier in their relationship. Or number two, you know, they're just, they're an anomaly, you know, but generally what it is, it's a distraction. You know, it's a distraction between uh, a really important intimate relationship. And it's also creating a neuro, a neuro association in your bedroom. So what I was talking about is that we're also creators of our environments and creatures of our, of our environment is that when you, we're, we're wired, we have the same basic wiring of, as when we're a child. So if you created a neural association to when you go into your bedroom, because your brain is always looking to create patterns and lock things in a sequence, there's certain things that you do as soon as you get up in the morning and you go in your bathroom, you do it on automatic. You feel this a certain way, you think a certain thing. When you get into the office, you feel a certain way, you think a certain thing. When you go get into your car to go home, you feel a, way, a certain way, you, you think a certain thing. And it's generally going to be very, very consistent. The same thing when you step into your bedroom. If you've created a neural association that when I go into my bedroom, this is a place to watch television, this is a place to do my work, this is a place to argue, mm -hmm. this is creating these neural associations that are very deep-rooted, and you will find yourself having a challenge not doing those things, right? And you'll, you'll self-perpetuate, you'll, you'll, you'll create a, uh, um, basically like a vicious circle of doing these habits over and over again. So I encourage people to have their bedroom to be a sleep sanctuary. You know, someplace where there's basically only two things going on in the bedroom, you know, sleep and sex. Everything else should be kept out of that room. You know, if you're going to do your work, just don't do it in your bedroom. Uh, if you're going to watch television, fine, just don't do it in your bedroom. And for some people that have chronic sleep issues, I would even implore them to not even read in their bedroom, except maybe they can read in a chair in their bedroom, but don't read in your bed. You want it to be a strong neural association that when I hit the mattress, it's sleepy time. You know, and most of the people that follow my protocols, they're asleep within five minutes of getting their head on that pillow, you know, and it's just, again, about retraining ourselves and creating this neuro association by following some of these uh, powerful sleep strategies that we could talk about a few of them if you want to. Yeah, I'd love to. Tell me the name of your book again. So it's Sleep Smarter, 21 Proven Tips to Sleep Your Way to a Better Body, Better Health and Bigger Success. And it's available on Amazon, number one bestseller. It's a fun read. And uh, yes. Yeah, 21 strategies in there plus power tips. So I'd be happy to share a few. Yeah, you bet. So we're just, we have about five minutes left. So if you give, can give us some of your best tips for our listeners, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Well, let's give something uh, that's very tangible, something that's like the low hanging fruit. I know when people want to get in shape, the first thing that we tend to go to is exercise. You know, when, when really diet nutrition is about 90% of the equation, uh, in my clinical experience, working with thousands upon thousands of people, uh, but exercise is the first thing that I went to myself. So here's a way to actually ex exercise 
and leverage your exercise so that you sleep better at night. There was a study done at Appalachian State University, and they took exercises and broke them up into three groups. Group A exercised at 7 a.m., group B exercised at 1 p.m., group C exercised at 7 p.m., okay? What they discovered at the end of the study is that group A, the morning exercisers who exercise at 7 a.m., spent up to 75% more time in the deepest, most rejuvenative stages of sleep, right? So this is basically, there's two, for simplicity, there's, there's actually five stages of sleep, depending on which experts you talk to, but I'm gonna make this super simple. There's two stages. Stage one, non, I'm sorry, stage one is REM sleep, R-E-M, rapid eye movement sleep. This is where you're dreaming. A lot of important processes happen here, but this isn't the money. This isn't the money sleep. Stage two, and the other stage is non-REM sleep. This is the most anabolic state that a human being can be in. This is when you're producing the most anabolic hormones, the most um, powerful uh, youth-generating hormones, so human growth hormones, for example, right? And also the repairing hormones and enzymes to keep you young and vital. You can get up to 75% more time in that state by exercising in the morning. Now, this does not mean that you have to hit the gym in the morning. This means it just, just means you have to do some activity. If this is a good gym time for you, fine, go for it. If not, we can do some Tabata, which takes four minutes at home. You can do some rebounding on a mini trampoline. You can go for a power walk. You can do some yoga. Just do something because it's encouraging a cortisol spike to help to reset your circadian timing, right? So that's one powerful tip is to get some physical activity in in the morning because it's going to help you sleep better at night. Uh, tip two is something that's going to be for our sleep environment itself, so creating that sleep sanctuary. As I mentioned before, your skin has photoreceptors that pick up light. So an eye mask is not going to cut it. You know, for most people who have, like, street lights coming in through their window, the neighbor's porch lights, your porch lights, cars going down the street, all this light that's going to be coming in uh, to your bedroom, your sleep sanctuary, is going to be hitting your skin and sending information to your brain and your nervous system and endocrine system that, hey, there's some light exposure. Maybe the sun's coming up. Maybe I need to secrete some more cortisol. All right, so to basically insulate ourselves from this and to block this process so we can keep producing the melatonin we need to get great sleep, you've got to black your room out, all right? Very simple, you can go on, uh, go to Dr. Google and get some blackout curtains, right? Measure your, your curtain length and then go, go online and get yourself some blackout curtains or you know, go to Target or wherever. You, know, you can find these all over the place because more people are waking up to the fact that this works. This is what high-end hotels have been doing forever. When people go on vacation and they go and they stay at a high-end hotel, they tend to get better sleep than they do at home because they got those blackout curtains. I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt, but one of the first times I slept in a blackout room, I slept for about two hours later than I usually do, and I just thought there was something wrong with the clock, with the alarm clock. <laughs> I was See, just out. A lot of us have had that experience, you know? It's just like... You get that deep, dreamless sleep and, like, you lose loss of time. Like, mm -hmm. you're just so in it. And that's what the kind of sleep that we all really need, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, like, we've got to get out of this idea that we're supposed to be, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I've got to be, you know, sharp and, and ready to go. But just kind of burning a candle at both ends and just wiping ourselves out. And so that when we do go to sleep, we're actually passing out. We're not actually getting deep, high-quality sleep. And then we got to fuel ourselves on energy drinks and coffee and all this stuff, which I'm a fan of. And I talk about uh, utilizing caffeine in the book in a smart way. Um, but it's really just creating conditions, stacking the conditions in your favor 
so that you get the best sleep possible so that your waking hours are full of a lot more life and vitality and happiness and fun and creativity and accomplishment. You know, that's what it's really about. All right. And you got one more for us? Mm. Yeah, let's do one more. Um, let's see. Let's go with something that's um, another, like, kind of low-hanging fruit. Uh, there's a lot of research indicating, no matter of fact, this is what we'll do. This one is, is really important, and but it, this is going to challenge people a little bit. So when we're talking about technology and our relationship with technology, like um, there was a study done by Rizzler Polytechnic, and what the study showed was that two hours of iPad use just prior to bed was enough to dramatically suppress melatonin secretion. All right, so they actually looked at this and understood when we're using these devices, it's suppressing our ability to secrete the hormone we need to get the sleep that we really want. So here's the issue is that our devices are kicking out this very troublesome blue spectrum of light, which is great to see colors and to see um, just different hues and, and, and feeling tones, you know, different heat signatures from our, from our television screens and whatnot. But this is why also people can be like, well, it doesn't look blue. But if you're outside of your house or in your neighborhood, and you can see like a blue light shining out from your neighbor's windows or from your window. That's because they're watching television. It's not like aliens are abducting them, right? You know, or it's their computer screen. Right. And so you can actually, and here's a couple of, of hacks. So hack number one is you can get an application. There's one for, um, for Mac that's called Flux, F.Lux, that will, depending on your time zone, pull out that, bl that blue spectrum of light and it kind of basically turns the turns the heat down on your screen uh, just in those hours that you know you you should be turning down and getting uh, ready for sleep which is really really helpful for a lot of people especially if you know you find yourself in a situation where you do need to be on your device later um, or you can get some orange tinted shades to block out that light from everything around you which uh, I mean I get messages from people every single day and that's one of the common things that people share is that when they started wearing those lights, they actually created a neuro association. They start getting sleepy, you know, when they, as soon as they put those uh, glasses on. So that's another little hack that you can do. And you're going to start seeing that a lot more. You don't have to be one of the last people to know about this. Um, and you can just go to Amazon, get some orange tinted shades, you can get some cool ones that are kind of expensive, or you can get some super cheap ones that look like you're, you know, about to go to woodshop class. You know, they work <laughs> equally as well, you know, so... Um, that's ha those are a couple of hacks, but the real bottom line, and the best strategy is this to give yourself a screen curfew. You know, give yourself 90 minutes, at least 90 minutes before you hit the pillow of not being on any of these devices. And a lot of people are going to be like, well, what do I do, Sean? It's 90 minutes. I like, I, what, can, what? Am I supposed to just sit there and look at the wall? There, here's, some, here's some crazy things I'm going to throw at you. You can actually talk to another human being. As crazy as it might sound, you know, you can actually talk to somebody in your life face-to-face you can read a book, you know, you can actually read these like papery relics that, you know, they fold over these pages, you know, you can read a book. I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm just making a joke and being funny about this. But when I'm out doing a talk, I just did a corporate event for a bank uh, maybe two weeks ago. And I had people to ask them and raise their hand. They're very, very engaged audience. We're having a great time and share like, okay, guys, so what can we do in this 90 minutes? And everybody's looking around at each other like they didn't know. And then one brave woman over to my left, she put her hand up. She was like, uh, read a book? <laughs> like a question mark at the end of that, right? Because she didn't know if that was like even an option. Then somebody else was brave on the other side of the room. She's like, uh, talk to your spouse. 
you know, and just like, yes, talk to your spouse, you know, talk to the people in your life that you love and find out how their day was, what challenges they had, what triumphs they had, and, you know, create more rapport in your life. And you're going to go to sleep much happier, healthier. You know, what, what are you grateful for that day? You know, what are three or five things you're grateful for? And deepen your relationships instead of the more imitation relationships that we often have online. You know, it's just going to bring more value to your life. And then you can go to sleep, wake up feeling amazing, and then you can get on your devices, you know, and, and, and still live your life and, and have all that connection with technology. But you're not going to get that high-quality sleep if you don't follow some of these strategies. And by the way, this doesn't have to be the one you do. There's 21 different strategies that you can employ in your life. You know, just pull out two or three of them, and you will see, you will see a tangible difference in your sleep quality and in your life as a result. All right. Well, you know what I like about those is they're, I guess they're reasonable. Probably the technology one will be the most difficult, but that's because everyone's glued to their technology advice devices but i think everyone could do take a little like a small step forward to improve their sleep you know their sleep habits their quality of sleep to improve their lives so yeah we appreciate you sharing those tips with us hey it's my pleasure man thank you all right sean so we're gonna wrap it up here uh you know i just want to thank you for coming on the show and giving us some of your time you know these uh this show was fantastic i really appreciate you coming on and, and offering such valuable information i think our listeners are really going to appreciate what you had to say hey man it's totally my pleasure and i, I appreciate the invitation uh for sure and i and i love what you're doing i love your energy and uh for sure you know if people want to connect more and and uh, even check out my show as well uh they can hit me up on itunes where it's called the model health show and we've been, I'm again, super honored to say we've been featured as the number one nutrition and, and fitness uh, podcast on the iTunes charts, number one in health several times. Um, but the main thing is that we do master classes, you know, so of course I'm known as like a sleep expert now because I wrote the book on it, but you know, I've been a clinical in my clinical practice here for, you know, again, about a decade and a half and we've got a 90% uh, reversal rate for type two diabetes. Uh, about the same for high blood pressure and hypertension, you know, helping people to, you know, get off their lisinopril or their metformin or whatever drug dependency they might have by removing the underlying cause of their condition. And I share all the clinical knowledge that I have freely in the podcast. So people can check me out there or my home online. It's the SeanStevensonModel.com. Or you could just Google me, Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Stevenson, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-O-N and connect with me there. And uh, again, man, thank you so much for having me on. And, and I hope to do this again. This was awesome. Oh, yeah. I'd love to have you back. Well, I'm going to link everything in the show notes. That, that's going to be put up. I'll share that with you if you'd like to pass along to your audience. And we're going to put it in my newsletter and social media. So hopefully we can get more people to to get a chance to listen to what you're doing, too, because it's, it's unreal. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Hey, man, thank you so much. I'll definitely share it up as well, man. But thank you. Thank you. It's been awesome. Exploring mind and body with True Form's True Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Didsbury, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart, working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, True Tadia, or to find out how you can become a sponsor, visit exploringmindandbody.com.
All right, so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Once again, I can't thank Sean enough for sharing some of his time with us and coming on and offering such valuable information. It was a, a great show. And I don't know what Jameson, my producer, is going to air, but when, James, when Sean was offline, I just thanked him and told him that he's an inspiration to me and the industry because I feel like I'm just coming up and, and doing a few little things here and there. But to have someone to look up to like Sean, it's, it's incredible to... Uh, we talked about environment in the show. If you got a chance to listen to the whole thing and, you know, surrounding yourself with positive, influential people mean everything to your success. So I hope you're able to do that in your life as well. I'm just so grateful to be able to have a guest like Sean on to positively influence mine. Um, everything you're doing, listeners out there with your downloads and shares, push the show forward and make it better and reach a larger audience. I so much appreciate that. All past shows are going to be on exploringmindandbody.com. This one's going to be exploringmindandbody.com slash improve sleep with Sean Stevenson. So you can check all the links out there. And before I go, just a quick word from our sponsor, Rainy Days Medi Spa. They're located right here in Silver Sylvan Lake. There are neighbors here. They got a brand new site and new ownership. They got all kinds of cool things going on. They have spa spa packages, skin solutions for men. One of my favorite things that they're doing is called the Green Factor. So every time you purchase a retail product from their store, they plant a tree in a developing country. So I love to support green kind of things. I love to reduce plastic and not only recycle, but reuse. So that's a big thing that they're doing. And a number of other things, they do regular waxing and makeup and massage, but all their stuff is organic and you can look, you can check out the ingredients to make sure it's non-toxic. So this is definitely one of those places you can find non-toxic ingredients in the products you're using. That's rainydaysmedispa.com and you can reach them at 403-887-0660. Thanks to Jameson Brown, my producer. And that's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.